You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. You might well have seen these hoarder reality shows on TV and you know the scene, mountains of crap in the house and vermin and filth. Domestic squalor is the description. An extreme self-neglect of environment, health and hygiene, hoarding, social withdrawal and a distinct lack of concern or shame over these conditions been some research done on this. Dr. Jonathan Jarman's been leading it, and Dr. Jarman is with us this morning. Good morning. Morena. You've been talking to people up and down the country, aged concerned, the local bodies, the health people. What have you found? What we found from our survey is that um, just about every agency of the aged concerns and the uh, local authorities had been dealing with at least one person living in severe domestic squalor in the last 12 months. So it's pretty much universal throughout New Zealand. And you reckon it might be four in 100,000, is that correct? Well, I think the best way to get a handle on this, and this is only a preliminary survey, is to actually look at the Australian research. They've done much more comprehensive work on this issue. And if you extrapolate that Australian research to the New Zealand situation, then it's, it's possible that there are between one and 2,000 people living in those sorts of conditions. So for a, a city the size of Auckland, there could be three to 600 people living in severe domestic squalor. How does a person end up in conditions like this? Well, it, it, it sort of it varies from person to person, and there are triggers and there are vulnerabilities. Sometimes there can be um, sort of uh, mental health issues, such as schizophrenia. Sometimes there can be alcohol abuse or drug abuse, dementia. But sometimes there's nothing you can really put your finger on as, as being a, a, as a cause, and they just slowly get the situation gets worse and worse and worse as you say it's a slow decline if for want of a better word are there warning signs that friends and family could be looking out for to catch it early well you're quite right that it can be very upsetting for um, friends and family um well, the, the, the warning signs is just really the sort of conditions the person is living in. And, and I think they, there is some insight. And so often people living in these conditions don't really want anyone else to come in, into the house. So if you have a brother or a sister or a mother or a father living by themselves and they don't want to let you inside the house, then that would be, I think, um, ringing alarm bells. There might be some squalor issues at, at taking place. At the end of the day, though, you know, a man's home is his castle or, or his cesspit, and surely that should be his choice. Who, whose business is it to interfere? Well, that, that is exactly one of the challenges. I mean, there's some real human rights issue. No one likes someone else coming in and saying, you have to tidy your house. Um, it, it, I think, it, it, first of all, is that do, do, do people have the capacity to refuse? So if there is a dementia or a health issue um, that um, is, is causing the, the, the squalor, then, of course, we want to help that person. But the other side of the coin is that it can, can impact on other people. So um, it could be other people living in the house. Um, the youngest person living in a house like this that I've personally dealt with was a four-year-old. So it can impact on other people by you know, the co-inhabitants. The carers going into the house get to a point saying, nah, we're not going in there. 
Um, it's just too messy. It's unsafe for us. And then you've got St. John sometimes go and pick up people uh, from these sorts of houses. And, of course, it's a real issue for them getting in through all the clutter and the mess to pick up the person. And then, of course, the next-door neighbours have to deal with the rats and the vermin. So, I mean, it, that's really when it becomes an issue that you need to do something about it. Have you got any answers? Well, th- this is the, one of the outcomes from the survey, is people felt there should be a lead agency which coordinates a multi-agency response and having a budget. Um, and this is, is uh, I've actually worked in that sort of uh, multi-agency approach in Taranaki, and it actually works quite well. Uh, and there are other parts of New Zealand where it, it is working, but it's not, uni- it's not universal throughout New Zealand. Basically, we need a consistent approach throughout New Zealand using international best practice. All right. Well, I'll take suggestions on what we might call that lead agency and uh, see where we go. Thanks ever such a lot for uh, being with us this morning, Dr. Jonathan Jarman. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.